Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Michael, my friend, how are you? Happy New Year to you, Mark. I'm doing great. Thank yeah, you. Happy New Year to you as well and to all our listeners. Now, technically, we're going to drop this uh, podcast in the middle of January, but it's New Year for the first time since we're talking. So <laughs> did you guys have a good uh, good holiday? Uh, we did. Had some family time, went out of the country for a little bit, and then just kind of relaxed, and then we're right back at it for 2020. How yeah. about yourself? Pretty low key, kept it at home, but the the whole 2020 thing is just tripping me out still. Um, it's been oh, I don't know ten days or so already at the time of this taping, and uh, it's just messing with me though. I don't know how about you? Are you you adapting to it yet? Uh, I haven't had to write it down very often, so, so so far I'm good. Did you see that little tidbit that they put out about not signing things with just twenty? Like, don't do January seventh, you know, twenty, uh, because someone could get that information or uh, like a check or something, and then put like twenty nineteen. And I thought, well, I guess that's possible. I guess crooks are always one step ahead, so they're advising folks to write twenty twenty out completely. Yeah, and that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. So they always think of things. Like I kind of, I wouldn't think that far. I just, I guess, I'm just not that devious. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of news, I got some news things for us to kick off here on the show, uh, as we typically do. So, new year, new rules, new things coming up. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of those over the next couple of podcasts. Uh, but for today, let's talk about the IRS increased the contribution limits to 6000 for any type of IRA and to 7000 if you're going to be 50 or older this year. I think that's, what, a $500 bump, I think, from the previous year? Uh, yeah, for the last few years, it's been $500 less, and they, they just kind of jacked it up for this year, which is always a positive thing. Yeah, so 401ks and similar plans, they get those as well. They're moving to nineteen five, and if you're a 50-plus, it's $26,000. Uh, so what's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the last two decades, the last 20 plus years, the IRS has finally allowed bumps in the annual retirement contributions. For the longest period of time, it was only, you know, $2,000 independent of your age. And over the last 10, 20 years, they've really changed that to where it's a little bit more meaningful as far as how much you can actually set aside, especially if you're married. So just a few years ago, uh, you know, I mentioned the IRAs were limited to 2000 and they went to 4000 and then six. And now if you're over 50, you have the opportunity to actually put up to $7,000. And that's for each of you. Now, what's more important, I think, and the question I often get is really more of, should I max out my 401k? Should I contribute that 7000 to the Roth IRA? Should I just put it in a traditional IRA or just investment outside of my retirement plan? So even though these limits have been going up, one of the confusions is people just don't know where to go. Yeah. Now, my typical advice on those kind of things is really going to be different for everybody because it's based on your income, your tax bracket, you know, employer match, those kind of things. But in kind of a very general kind of high level way, you know, contribute to your 401k up until the company match. You know, now whether that's Roth or pre-tax, it's a whole different discussion. You know, talk to your advisor about that. Then you make sure you get your emergency fund saved. Then you make sure you get, then you go to your Roth IRA, your after-tax contributions for that seven thousand. If you're fortunate enough to do that, and then if you still have extra resources available, then you double back to max out that four hundred one k. You know, so it's really it's great that the IRS is stepping up the limits as far as what you can contribute to your four hundred one k and your IRAs. The key thing is knowing why you should contribute into which bucket: the Roth, the pre-tax, or even just your general savings. What's the best place to put each dollar? 
Yeah, I mean, and if you think about this, you know, sometimes a lot of, and we've had conversations before, people say, well, I think maybe I've waited too long or I'm behind the eight ball or whatever the case is. So moving this up to, let's say, the $7,000 if you're 50, you know, or older this year, you know, over 15 years, that's that's not bad. I mean, you're putting a good chunk of money away. Absolutely. So every little bit helps. And, and that's the key. That's why I kind of prefaced it. If you go back 20 years ago, when they're only letting you put about $2,000 in your IRA, if you're already behind the eight ball, that's not really going to help you if you're 5, 10, 20 years away from retirement. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, being able to start today, I mean, even in somebody in their 20s, 30s, assuming that they had the extra cash flow, to right. be able to put 6000 7000 or even 20000 plus in a retirement plan, uh, that's pretty significant, And you know, even if you've got a shorter time frame. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so that's some of the news coming out of, uh, I, there's some changes, obviously the SECURE Act passed, and we're going to talk more about that on next week's podcast or next session. Uh, so we'll tune in for that as well. And there's some things that you're going to want to know, and I'm sure we'll probably wind up doing a, an entire episode around some of those things. But as always, if you hear something useful or you have questions about changes to the IRA, like we were just, or the uh, the IRS contribution limits, excuse me, that we just were talking about, always check with a qualified professional and reach out to Michael if you have some of those questions at 815-526-3092, 815-526-3092. All right. So let's hit our main topic this week. This is a kind of a funny one. Uh, we kind of titled it Lies You Learn in Broker School. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, interesting. Uh, a lot it's of financial, yeah. yeah. A lot of financial professionals say things that, well, they're just not true. And it's not that they, I don't know. I, I think there's two schools of thought. There's multiple schools of thought. I guess it's that they're intentionally trying to mislead you, or they've just maybe been trained on certain talking points that wind up maybe being muddied or convoluted or things of that nature. Uh, and they may even find that you know they they actually believe that's the case themselves. So let's talk about a few of the statements. Um, you should be cautious of if you hear these. And uh, that's kind of the idea behind this a little bit. So yeah, I'm sure everyone's seen these things. Maybe you get a, a brochure or maybe you get some sort of a sales thing or something. And, you know, it'll say, well, our experts can accurately predict market movement better than our competitors or things of that nature. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, just before I go into that, I love this topic, lies you learn in broker school, because a lot of times when prospective clients are coming in, or even when I'm sitting with existing clients doing a review, is things will come out of my mouth about the industry and just about how kind of behind the scenes things work. And it really goes right in line with this topic about the lies you learn in broker school, because basically how so many, unfortunately, so many brokers, well-intentioned people, so many brokers and advisors in this business have just been brainwashed. They're drinking the Kool-Aid just because Mother Merrill or Father, you know, Edward Jones or whomever it is, has kind of told (laughs) them those kind of things. The important thing is, you know, we're going to dive into some of these. And when I mention this to them, they're like, well, wait, I've never heard anybody talk like that before because it's honest. You know, so the, the question that you said is, you know, there's experts who can accurately predict market movement. And now the reality is no one can accurately predict the market's up or downs. In our initial meetings with prospective clients, I tell them we don't know what the market's going to do in the next six days or six months. All I feel good about is in the next six years, there's probably a pretty good chance it's going to be higher than it is today. And if you, you know, that's just faith in capitalism, faith in the U.S. capital markets. And this is based on the following premise. And really, you got to kind of follow me on this one. So I ask clients, I'm like, okay, so we think markets move on news. I say, yeah, yeah, you know, news, you know, recently the Iranian situation, all those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, News is unpredictable, right? Nobody knows what tomorrow's headlines are going to be. Yeah, we agree. said, okay, therefore, if markets move on news and news is unpredictable, therefore, markets are unpredictable. Isn't that true? 
So it's A equals B, B equals C, then A equals C, right? I mean, right. so it's, it's kind of common sense when they think about it that way. So no one can predict the market, so stop trying. What you can do is have a good plan and a good retirement income plan, a good allocation plan that lets you win when things are going well and minimize the damage when markets kind of get a little rough. That's having a plan. So it's not about trying to beat the market or outperform or you know guess which direction it's going. It's just about really having a plan in place. But that's too simple of an explanation for Wall Street. Yeah, no, very good point. And you know, you're going to hear some of these things sometimes. And again, like I said, we're not necessarily saying someone's out and out being blatant about it, but you just want to make sure that you're being cautious if you do hear some of these statements. So um, something maybe like look at our past investment returns and you'll see that we have a system in place that works well in all markets. To me, that one's kind of in line with the prior one, but it's like, what is this system and uh, does it really exist? You know? No, I agree. On Twitter the other day, one of the investment uh, individuals that I follow had a thing. He's like, would you invest in this fund? And it showed like the S&P 500 from 95 through like 2008 or nine or something like that. And, you know, next to it. So here's S&P 500 and right next to it is a fund that you didn't get all the up, but wow, you had no losses. It was good. You know, you got reasonable double digit returns when things were good. You Even when the market was falling, you still made six, seven percent. You know, and everybody was blowing up Twitter being like, yeah, oh, I love that. Well, that was Bernie Madoff's fun. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> oh, geez. So uh, where investors get bamboozled is in more so, you know, where I see it, you know, is less fraud related and more so just in chasing shiny objects and trying to find, you know, yeah. that miracle pill or that magic bullet. It doesn't exist. What happens is something really good or bad will happen in the markets. That's basically what they do, right? It's a good year. It's a bad year. And then Wall Street will go kind of into their marketing department and they'll go create a product that would have, you know, with quotes around it, would have done well in that situation. Would have either beat the market in an up year or didn't lose money in a down year. And it's not that they actually had that product on the shelf. They just created it by what they call back testing. So it shows you how this would have performed hypothetically. But the problem is you couldn't buy it. So you couldn't even been in it. The problem is what type of product development is, is they're trying to just create stuff based on a false past narrative on, you know, if you had done this, but the problem is they're fighting the last war. They're just trying to sell you on what your last fears were rather than what the next outcome is going to be, be it good or bad. You know, so when you look at past investment returns and like, oh, we got a system. Many times that system is just back testing, just kind of peeling together things after the fact to try to sell you something different. You know, the key thing, just like the first point, is have a plan and you don't have to worry about all that. Yeah, very good point. And a lot of times, you know, those things are going to be the case. And again, sometimes it's slick brochures or it's various different you know, a Twitter or whatever it might be. Uh, so just make sure you're, you're keeping an eye out for that. Now, this one's a pretty common statement that I think a lot of us have heard. And, and it does seem to make sense sometimes when you first think about it, you first hear it, you go, well, OK, that makes sense. And that's that your tax rate would be lower in retirement. I guess we feel like we're going to be earning less money or whatever the case is because we're no longer working and maybe we're not pulling as much or whatever. So it feels like it holds true, but it may not. Yeah, for most. And, and, and you know, Mark, we've got a tax practice here. So this right. year we'll do over 700 tax returns, you know, mainly for individuals that are approaching or in retirement. That's kind of our tax sweet spot as well as the investment side of it. And, you know, we're right about to enter tax season. So we have this conversation all 
all the time with people and people are shocked when I show them their tax reality. And that's so even with historically low tax rates right now, it's very unlikely that a married couple going into retirement is going to be in a lower tax bracket retirement. The main reason is, you know, let's say they're supplementing their income with some IRA money or some 401k money a little bit here, and they're both just on social security and there may or may not be a small pension. The reality is with where the bands are currently for tax brackets, what happens is usually somewhere between 50 to 85% of those individuals' social security income winds up being taxable anyhow. And then what happens there is now all of a sudden, you know, they're making, maybe they're making the same, a little bit less in retirement, but they're actually in the same tax bracket. And to make matters worse, for some with large IRAs and 401ks, when the required minimum distributions kick in after they're over 70, they may actually be forced into higher tax brackets. So the caveat is, you know, if you aren't proactive, you know, we build tax plans for clients where we can help them out to save taxes, not only today, but take advantage of low rates today so we can save taxes over the next 10, 20, 30 years, the entire, you know, longevity of our retirement. And it doesn't work for everybody, but when it does, we can get as close to a tax-free retirement as possible, even if somebody actually has 60, 80, $100,000 of retirement income, but you got to plan for it. So that whole excuse that, you know, your tax rate will be much lower in retirement, not if you don't plan for it. Yeah, and I think that that's a good idea, especially with the tax issue, because we all know that that can go a long way to making or breaking sometimes our retirement plans. We want to make sure we're being as tax efficient as we possibly can. And to your point, which you just mentioned, you guys, obviously at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, you're kind of a one-stop shop anyway. So you not only do you do the the CPA and the enrolled agent, the paralegal and the retirement planning, you do all these kinds of things, hence Retirement Matters and being the name of the show. So if you do have questions or concerns, make sure you go check them out online at Crystal Lake tax.com that is crystallaketax.com you may have already found us that way but if not check out the website and you can also find the podcast while you're there as well and you can check that out on google or apple or spotify or whatever the case might be uh all right one more here on this uh this topic here and that's the paper loss uh, conversation well you know hang in there this one maybe doesn't feel as appropriate right now michael because you know the market's been killing it (laughs) but i mean you could go back to christmas of the prior year which now it seems weird because i guess that was actually 18's christmas going into 19 but either way it was a we had that really big loss at the end of that december there it's a huge december at the end of 18 but you'll hear things like well it's a paper loss hang in there Uh, you'll be fine the market will bounce back yada yada yeah, uh, my firm in general, because we work primarily with retirees, is pretty conservative on the investment management side. And really, we're more focused on reducing clients' taxation as well as preserving and generating, you know, preserving what they have as well as, you know, generating sustainable, predictable retirement income for them. But when I hear it's just a paper loss when markets tank, I also have to ask, and I'm like, well, ask your broker, you know, if it's not us, because they never hear that from us, then wasn't it also just a paper gain? if we didn't take the profits, right? right you see, because right. Wall Street wants credit for all the good when everything goes right. You know, like 2019, great, everything everything you could own pretty much made money in the markets, you know, from most conservative things to the most aggressive things. But they don't want to take any blame when it declines. So all you hear is, oh, hang in there, buy and hold, look at this 100-year chart, stay the course. That's all you hear. And that works, but it doesn't work all the time. So when the paycheck stops and now you're in retirement, 
and now you need this money to live off of, it's no longer a paper loss if you've got to start drawing on it on a regular basis. So when you're in or near retirement, the goal is to preserve what you've spent a lifetime saving and earn a reasonable rate of return that's going to give you a lifetime of retirement income and peace of mind for you and those you care about. Investing isn't about, did I get 100% of the market upside? No, unfortunately, that's what the media talks about. Hey, the S&P 500 is up 20, 25%. What does that mean to you? That's the key. We all want to make money, but at the end of the day, it's what are your goals? What are your plan? This money's got to last in the next 20, 30 years and has to be managed accordingly. Investing should be about, am I going to be okay? If something happens to me, is my spouse, my family going to be okay? That gets lost on a lot of brokers that are just chasing performance because it comes at the expense of taking on way too much risk that can derail your financial plan too. So anytime you hear it's just a paper loss, you got to go back and say, well, what, does that mean it was just a paper gain too? Because yep. you got to take responsibility for both sides. Yep, there you go. And that's kind of why we had a little fun and called this Elijah Learning Broker School. And uh, so hopefully if you hear some of these kinds of sayings, uh, make sure that you are, are having your guard up, your radar up, and having uh, some follow-up questions and or talk to somebody else. Have a, a second opinion, maybe third opinion even, and have a conversation about this. And that's going to do it for the bulk of our podcast. But before we go this week, let's hit an email question that has come into uh, the website, as I just mentioned a couple minutes ago. You can always send one into crystallaketax.com. And it's from Lisa in Chicago. And she says, I'd really like to meet with a financial advisor, but my husband says we're fine handling our investments ourselves. Is it okay to do this without help? Some big questions in there, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Lisa, I think that, you know, if you have the time, the training and the temperament, uh, by all means, you, you can do this yourself. You know, you don't need, I, I talk to clients or prospective clients all the time that come in and say, oh, we're comfortable doing this, this and this, you know, all these things. So I said, well, then you don't need us. If I'm not going to add value, we're not going to charge you a management fee right. or, you know, or even to pay for a plan if you're in good shape. The reality is most people uh don't have, you know, they're good in some areas, but maybe not the whole areas. So what we talk about with individuals is about having that plan. And there's really five areas to having a true real financial plan. And most people and brokers, they really only focus on one because that's how they get paid, which is the investment side. A true financial planner like us, a fiduciary, is going to cover five areas for you. So Lisa, you want to jot these down. There's five areas that you got to have covered if you're going to have a true holistic retirement plan. And many of these people, whether they work with a broker or not, usually only have one, maybe sometimes two of these five areas covered. So the first one is taxes. How do you minimize taxes today? Or might it make sense to pay a little bit more taxes today at historically low rates? If that means that you'll, you'll pay significantly less or no taxes 5, 10, 20 years from now. Second part is retirement income. When do you claim Social Security? How do you take your pension if you're fortunate enough to have one? How do you pull income from what accounts? Is it your non-retirement account, your Roth account, your traditional accounts? Is it going to provide sustainable and predictable income in retirement independent of what the stock market does? So taxes one, retirement income two. Third is investment risk. How much should you be taking? Are you taking too much or are you not taking enough? That's a function of the type of retirement income that we need. So it's not about taking risk for the sake of risk. It's knowing why we're taking it. The fourth one is healthcare and long-term care. On the healthcare side, Lisa, what happens is, what happens if you want to retire before 65? How do we bridge healthcare expenses before you qualify to Medicare? What about in retirement? Are you concerned, that either you or your spouse, that if you had to pay for long-term care or home healthcare, how would you do it? That's when we have a long-term care conversation. 
The fifth and final piece is just the estate planning piece. Do you have the right documents in place while you're with us and then when you pass? When you're living, you want to have the right estate planning documents like power of attorneys for health care and financial power of attorneys so people can help you make those decisions if you can't. And after you pass, do you need wills, trusts? What are your beneficiary forms? How do you avoid probate? How do you pay less estate taxes? All of those are part of a plan. So those five areas, Lisa, are taxes, retirement income, investment risk, health care, long-term care, and estate planning. If you're missing any one of those pieces, you don't have a true retirement financial plan. We call ours the Retirement Success Blueprint because it gives you a blueprint, a roadmap on how you address all five of these things. So it's not about the stocks and bonds, Lisa. It's not about, should we talk to a financial advisor? It's, have we tackled these five areas? If you have, great, you're on the right path. If not, give us a call or look up a good fiduciary and then they'll get you on the right path. All right, Lisa, great question. Uh, five key areas to definitely have a conversation about. As Michael mentioned, give him a call at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. And before we go, I'll just, I kind of add a little caveat there that, you know, we don't know your age. Uh, and I would say that a lot of times it is a little easier, or at least it seems a little easier to do some of this when you're in just the accumulation phase. Uh, but if you are into retirement or getting ready to, that's when it becomes really a different animal. So, uh, make sure that you're taking those five key points that Michael just pointed out and looking at those, again, based on your age and your time horizon. 815-526-3092 is how you reach out to him or crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. And Michael, my friend, thank you so much for your time this week on the show. I'll see you soon. I'll take care, Mark. We'll talk to you later here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.